man, I tell you what, there are a few things that are like subconsciously or autopilot wise harder than driving on a cold ass day when the sun's just like beating down on you. Is it one of those things where it's kind of like an oxymoron for you? That it's a sunny day, but it's cold as shit. I think it's just because you're cold as hell. Then you get in the car and like at first you're still cold, but then you know, once you get moving, heat's on, you get kind of cozy, the sun's on you. I mean, I just want to like nod off. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> when it's sunny, I never want to nod off. It's more when it's like rainy and drizzling. I'm paranoid then, but maybe I'm just in a, a nodding off mood today. So I had to do a um, continuing education earlier. It's online. You know, you just listen to this stuff, right? Well, I swear... For like a three count, I think this moderator person says sexually transmitted affection. I'm like, oh, shit. People claiming they catch affection from sex now? Get out of here. You haven't caught affection from sex in a while. <laughs> That's so wrong. <laughs> Everyone. My name is John Edwards, and with me, as always, is Zeke Baker. And together, we make the Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. How are you, my friend? You need a hug? <laughs> not your kind of hugs. I'm not giving you those kind of hugs. Just saying, <laughs> like, if you need a shoulder to cry on. No way. No how. Well, it is great to see you. You're about to go on vacation, so we got to get some episodes in before you go. And we are raiding the vault. There's a lot of people that are reaching out to me right now, so thank you for being patient. We've had a pretty long queue this year, and there's tons of people that are saying, hey, are you going to get in an episode for us before the end of the year? And I'm like, hey, it comes first in, first out, and we always get to it all. Apologies to the good folks at Hudson Whiskey who sent us something months ago, and we are just now getting to it. So before we get started with that, today's show is sponsored by Cast Cartel, your premium spirits marketplace. They are like the Amazon of the spirits industry. They hook you up with merchants that will send whiskey, liquor, whatever it is directly to your door. The allocated stuff is going to cost a little bit more because, hey, it's a convenience play. You don't have to wait in line. You don't have to do a raffle. You just have to click a couple buttons. Even Zeke can do it. So go ahead and visit cascartel.com or follow them on Instagram at cascartel. They're always doing giveaways to their followers. Today's show is also sponsored by the good folks at Premium Bar Products. And that is the place where you can go and get the official dad's drinking bourbon, Glencairn. You can also get custom laser etched glassware. And I think I am going to get Zeke some custom laser etched glassware that says sexually transmitted affection. And you can do that if you go to premiumbarproducts.com. They have all sorts of different glasses for you and you can design all sorts of cool things to personalize it for you. If you are a bourbon group or a store or a distillery and you have a larger order, reach out to me. I'll get you in touch with them. They have some wholesale options as well at premiumbarproducts.com. Use codes DADS10 to get 10% off your custom order. So the DADS Glens are not included in those, but your custom order is 10% off if you use code DADS10. Zeke, let's get right into it. The folks over at Hudson, they kind of redesigned everything. I don't know if you saw these. 
I know the people can't see it. They'll see it on Instagram, but they redesigned the label. So it used to be Hudson Baby Bourbon. That was going to be my first question was if this was the same Hudson, New York people or someone with just a similar, um, you know, last name or something. Nope. It's the same stuff. It's still Tullet Town and it is in Gardner, New York, and they redesigned everything. I kind of like what they did here. So they sent us a bourbon and rye. The bourbon is Bright Lights Big Bourbon. And the rye is called Do the Rye Thing. So they kind of took that New York attitude, little Spike Lee up in there, little Bright Lights Big City for the bourbon. And uh, they redesigned everything. Cord, more modern label, and then a uh, little bit more minimalized than what they had before. The writing was kind of kind of scrunchy on the other one. But you know what people have said about it before. This is kind of a reboot for them. So this bourbon is 46% ABV, 92 proof, aged at least three years. It's 95% corn and 5% barley. Do the rye thing is the same 46% ABV, 92 proof, minimum of three years, and it is 95% rye, 5% barley. And I didn't know this about the bourbon before. I didn't know it was 95 corn and 5% barley. I remember it being corn heavy because the, the, whatever the label said on it, you know, it was like baby corn or whatever. Yeah. I never realized that. Is the rye their own or is it Indiana since it's 95.5? No, it is theirs. It is distilled and matured by Tullettown Spirits. Okay. I mean, I knew other people use that same formula. It's just, I figured it's best to throw that out there ahead of time for folks since it is such a common mash. Funny thing, when I was doing my research on these, both of these are kosher certified, by the way. If you're looking to be kosher, Hudson's the way to go. Hey, Buffalo Trace had a big hit with that kosher stuff this year. I know. And these guys are just kosher. They didn't even put it on the bottle. I remember seeing on some of the boards, people, you know, inevitably anytime Buffalo Trace comes out with their many limited releases throughout the year, the half the time people wonder why. You know, you always see a lot of shade for it. But I I mean, I do remember seeing plenty of comments going, it's not the only kosher whiskey. Buffalo Trace is once again, just cash in on some bullshit. Well, there are plenty of whiskeys that are kosher actually and that's the the funny thing about it the way that you make it you can get whiskey kosher certified pretty easily zeke you said you wanted to start with the rye on this one before we get into that do you have any of your wonderful thoughts your pre-game thoughts the only pre-game thought i really had you know when you mentioned that they kind of you know hit the refresh button and uh, you know redid their labeling packaging and everything kind of stepped their game up a little bit is when are you going to do that i mean now that you've been you know working out in shape and like your sleeves don't fit anymore are you going to change the wardrobe up actually this is one of two ways you could either change the wardrobe up or even go Larry the cable guy style and just cut all your sleeves off i dress better than you what are you talking about i mean he wears a lot of flannel and plaid and stuff that that, that's in your wheelhouse yeah but like when i show up to a dinner in a suit i at least know what an iron is fool you wore socks with dress shoes rule number one don't do it you're supposed to wear socks with dress shoes go consult gq little man and just because gq did something i have to do it that's who writes the fashion rules john you know what i make my own rules like it's necessary to wear a hat in the gym for some reason even though it's completely covered with a roof and there's no other reason yeah, sometimes you want to sweat. 80% of the heat in your body goes out your head, so you want to sweat, wear a hat. You want to sweat into your nice new hat and then make it turn yellow? If it's a gym hat, yeah. Anyways, what do you think about this rye? You want to go there first, let's go there first. 
<laughs> well, literally, it was just because that's the one I already had notes on, so it would have been easiest. Nose-wise, I put down that it was uh, piney, wintergreen, and red hots. Diving in a little bit deeper, I could maybe see somewhere some clove or even some mocha. Kind of a little variance there. Palette-wise, at first, man, like when it first hits, this was a big, I just put this as a Christmas bomb. It, it really was. But that was just a real immediate flash for me, at least. I put down that it mellows nicely, but it still retains the cinnamon at a good level to where it wasn't overpowering, wasn't hot. The rye kick wasn't there. It was just a good, like right in the middle of the road flavor. And it has a really good texture to it. I, I don't know. I don't think that's a note I, that I use much. I don't think you do either, but it it was in my mind. It's like, this just has a good feel about it the whole way through. Slight oak at the back. And then just a crisp enough bite to kind of know something's there. But again, it, it, it wasn't overpowering, I guess, in like the sense of a um, maybe a green apple or something where, you know, it's perfectly ripe, good, you know, snap when you bite into it and you have know, just enough flavor to really enjoy and savor what you got. It's funny. This one surprised the hell out of me. I agree with you. It's got that pine winter green on the nose. I got a hint of fruit along with that cinnamon and, and mocha there. The taste, I said it's what I would expect from a 95.5, but different at the same time because that mint and wintergreen is there, but it's almost like a mint and wintergreen hot chocolate. Like the consistency you're talking about is almost like that hot chocolatey texture that your mouth gets when you sip into that where it's kind of chalky, but not too chalky. Like it's in a good way. Everything about this made me think of this was warm. You'd be sitting by the fire sipping this Hudson rye, enjoying some couch time. But I did get the same things you got, you know, the mocha, the oak. But I just said it it didn't overpower. It was a 95.5 that wasn't screaming 95.5 to me. That was why I wanted to know the mash because, um, like I say, you know, the, the first flavor you get, the first sip, that's right where my mind went. Not even knowing what the mash was, just knowing it was a rye. Like, oh, this must be an Indiana product. But then the way it moved, you know, the whole other, no pun intended, 95% of the profile varied enough to where you could tell like i think this is a different product it's, this just doesn't have the the hallmark features of a lot of 95.5 that comes out of indiana i was a fan what about the bourbon nose wise it, it reminds me of um like a 60 to 70 percent burnt s'more if you're a burnt a s'more i mean you know there's times when you catch that char coming off the marshmallow but then at the same time there's a, you get sometimes you get some graham sometimes you get a little chocolate sometimes you get the actual marshmallow from the middle then it bypasses that that char aroma and, and sense that hits but smelling this thing it <laughs> that, that's what i get 100 percent is just like a, a fairly burnt s'more zeke baker burnt s'more connoisseur well how do you take your s'more I burn the mellow. Yeah, like, you know, when I was a kid, I used to always want it very lightly brown. Like, I would purposely not ever let it catch on fire. But now I'm older and don't care. It's like, ah, oh, F it. Let yeah. a good flame get on it. Turn it all the way around in a 360 and then. I do the same thing because it cooks it quicker. Yeah. So you get older, you get lazier. But you remember, like, when you were a kid and, like, if you caught just enough of that char, you're like, no, 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 no. I don't want that s'more, Daddy. You cooked it too much. No, I never Eat said it, that. Boy, that's the last one. Well. <laughs> Touche. Do I ever, <laughs> does my body look to you like I ever turned down a s'more? I mean, there was the skater die era. I'm still waiting on you and, you know, Jinkos and Vans. <laughs> Anyways, what'd you get on the taste on this? 
And again, this was before I knew the mash. I didn't really know this was a 95.5 going in. I thought it was corn syrupy and then also alcoholy um, and and not in the best way. Kind of feel like it's approaching synergy, but you can definitely tell there's some youth there. It's kind of rough around the edges and um, between the the, the, the youngish, not quite aged enough corn and the amount of alcohol essence that comes off of there, they're not really uh, synergizing too well together. It's not the worst thing in the world by any means. And I, I think with age, both of those characteristics should hopefully blend and in, in, in get more unison together. But for now, they're, they're still two young siblings fighting, I would say. Yeah, I'd agree with you. The nose really reminded me of mellow corn. I said, well, it's got corn, kind of reminds me of mellow corn, little vanilla and floral notes in there as well. The taste, it's corny, but real creamy too. That's the interesting thing that I noticed. The mouthfeel surprised me a little bit on this in the sense it's thin in the front, but thick in the back. Like it's got some junk in the trunk. I just wasn't expecting that, but everything else that you said, I mean, it tastes like a young corn whiskey. It's not necessarily my jam. I'm not a big corn whiskey guy anyway. The only time I really like a high corn in there is like light whiskey. That's a higher proof. You know, if you like corn whiskey, I think this one has some complexity to it. And I think if it gets another year or two in the barrel, it'll really uh, round it out. Yeah. I'd say, I mean, it wasn't one of those things where like, oof, I, I don't need that to come across the board again, but I, I definitely think compared to the rye, this one still needs a little more time in the barrel. Uh, something I did think about though, since these are both, uh, you know, a 95.5 with corn and then rye respectively. The way they both kind of like you mentioned have that, you know, texture element to it that helps it flow pretty well. I mean, I would assume that that's got to be the 5% barley. So they must be putting some either like a unique or a, a, a good grain form there to, to provide that into both products. Because I mean, it, it's definitely noticeable on both of them. When you put it together and you blend it, I still get a lot of the young corn and that just kind of overpowers it. So I know a famous Zeke Baker move is to blend these two together. For me, that corn is still there. Yeah, I, I, I would see that easily just because like I said, that, that rise just at a, enough of a point where you get enough flavors to enjoy it, but none of them, you know, are uh, above the, uh, what is it, sea level, something like that. You know, I think it's exactly what you said, having the rye and the bourbon. You know, I think if you had the bourbon on your own, you're like, oh, you know, for something that could be as low, I've seen it from $24.99 to 40 bucks. But if you're finding something like that for $24.99, now it's a $24.99 for $375 for both of these. And then the rye is $39.99 for the $375. When you have the bourbon and the rye next to each other, the rye just I think it's miles ahead of where this bourbon is, but I'm kind of interested oh, to see where it goes, you know? All right. So where was the price in here? Is it seven fifties or three seventy fives for 40 bucks? So the rye is 40 bucks for three seven five, and the bourbon I've seen as low as 24 99 for three seven five. Are we selling any in seven fifties or three seventy fives only? Three seven fives only. I think. Okay. So where do you stand on these? Mr. Baker. Hmm. <sighs> I mean, I, I did indeed enjoy the rye, and I, I think the bourbon, it's got what it needs to be where it, you would want it to be in a couple of years, but it's not quite there yet. But I don't know, 40 bucks for a 375 I, I like the rye, but at the proof and the drinkability of it, that's 40 bucks that's uh, in and out the door pretty fast on a 375 Yeah, but at the same time, if they were a craft distillery putting out an $80 rye, and then you're stuck with an $80 bottle, but say you want to try it out, you're not sure where it is. I mean, I'm playing devil's advocate here. 
I do really like the idea of bottling things at a three seven five. Like I think all allocated bottles should now be at a three seven five because the market just wants too many. Share the wealth. I wouldn't pass on the rye. I think if you want to try it at a bar or you want to get a bottle, I mean, 40 bucks isn't going to kill you. And it's unique, I think. But that comes more from me that likes a unique 95.5 rye. So I like this rye. I'd buy a bottle. I would probably pass on the bourbon, but I would have my eye on it. I'm, I'm somewhere in that ballpark. That or the uh, the side of the coin where, all right, let's give them a couple more years. They get a few more things paid off. It's the same price for seven fifty. Woo, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Zeke, want to thank Hudson Whiskey again for sending these our way. You can find us on Facebook at Dad Shrink of Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad Shrink of Bourbon. Find us wherever you download your podcast. Chances are you already have because you're already listening to us right now. Leave us an open and honest review just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. <sighs> I did that all in one breath. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Uh, depending on what when you put this out, I may very well be up in Breckenridge trying not to throw my hip out. Otherwise, uh, I'll be here in Nashville. Cheers. Ciao. Ciao.